In North Carolina, Tesla Model 3 owner James Hanna experienced a sudden alarming incident on Interstate 277. While driving to pick up his son, the car unexpectedly beeped and came to a complete stop in the middle of the highway. Despite having a 60% charge, he was unable to restart the car or even re-enter it after exiting it due to a malfunction. He had to call for a tow truck. More alarming, he had literally no time to pull off to the side of the road, which for anyone would be quite the terrifying experience, don't you think? That and many, many, many more stories tonight. You're listening to Geek News Central, episode 1719, coming to you this Monday, January 29th. I'm your host, Todd Cochran. A big shout out to our primary sponsor at GoDaddy.com, powering Geek News Central. Grab their deals at GeekNewsCentral.com forward slash GoDaddy. And hey, to all of our awesome listeners, you're the real MVPs. Contribute your time, talent, or treasure at GeekNewsCentral.com forward slash insider by becoming a GNC insider. We're live and lit with the modern podcast apps from podcastapps.com. Join the value for value movement by downloading, again, a modern podcast app. To all our amazing listeners out there, big virtual hug, dive into our digital hub. All you got to do is go over to geeknewscentral.com. It's a great place to get started with the website. Don't forget to check out our partner shows, all linked at the top of Geek News Central. Don't forget to subscribe to the show as well. And, uh, of course, you can always send me an email. It's very simple to do. All you got to do is send it to geeknews at gmail.com, geeknews at gmail.com. Of course, if you want to follow me on X, it's at geeknews. That's a place to go on X to, uh, to get connected. The, the live video on the restream just started. So, uh, I had to hit a couple of buttons here. <laughs> And of course, uh, you can follow me on Facebook as well. You can join our chat room at geeknews.chat. Geeknews.chat is the place to go. And of course, the massive salute to GoDaddy, the longest, continu- run- longest running continuous sponsor of a podcast. Again, we've got great savings for you. All you got to do, again, is go over to geeknesscentral.com forward slash GoDaddy. Lock in those savings. February's almost here. We did get the numbers for uh, the 30 days running between, uh, whatever it is, end of December and middle of January and very happy, uh, did come through. You guys did well. Thank you so much for ongoing support, but we are in a new reporting month. You can get a brand new domain name for 1199 or 699 a month. Economy hosting includes a free domain, professional email, and an SSL certificate for the first year or 1299 a month. Managed WordPress hosting includes a free domain, professional email, SS certificate for the first year. Again, $6.99 a month. Economy hosting, $12.99 a month. Managed WordPress hosting. Now, the good thing about this deal that's up there now is that the renewal price stays the same. It's not more. You've locked in the price that you're going to get for the product today. And then it'll be $6.99 or $12.99 a month until you either upgrade the plan, downgrade the plan, cancel the plan, 
That's where it's at. Of course, you can get a free trial GoDaddy website builder, your choice of personal business and business plus plans. That's a one-month free trial. And of course, Geekness Central listeners have saved a lot of money over the years, and we want you to use our promo codes. You support this team and keeps this podcast online, keeps the bills paid, keeps electricity on, keeps the insurance taken care of. You support the writing team. And again, we're all a very small team of independent content creators here. Definitely use one of my promo codes and your support will help us in that effort. And thank you for your support. Again, share these codes with your friends, family members, coworkers. Subscribe to the podcast. You know, tell them to subscribe to the podcast and get all the latest tech news because of this support. We definitely thank GoDaddy for being a longtime sponsor here. GeeknessCentral.com forward slash insider. Excuse me. GeeknessCentral.com forward slash GoDaddy. Again, thanks, GoDaddy, for being a longtime sponsor here at the Geekness Central podcast. All right. So, went to pod last Monday, uh, was with you. Tuesday um, was a regular full work day. Wednesday, I flew down to Orlando. And I'll be honest with you, I'm putting almost Orlando and Vegas almost the same thing. Uh, these tourist spots have just, wow, I, I love Florida, but I like Tampa much better, but it's so busy, so crowded, so expensive. Um, but we had a great event at Podfest and, uh, got in and then set up the booth, uh, what morning? I don't even remember Wednesday morning, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday had the event. Uh, flew back on Sunday, got in uh, right on time, and uh, it's amazing. Got into Detroit at nine o'clock in the morning, nine thirty. Uh, flew uh, Delta for the first time in many, many years. Uh, back in the cheap seats and the last, uh, you know, I tell you, when you have no status and you're all the way uh, in the back and you are last to load your luggage in the overhead. Believe me, I feel your pain, <laughs> everyone. I really, really do. But, uh, you know, three-hour flight down there, I cramped up and, and slept. And, uh, um, but the weather was beautiful, absolutely gorgeous. Uh, so I can't complain about that. But anyway, show's going to be going remote. And I'll be remote for a while. So we won't be in the studio here for a number of weeks. But don't worry, the show will continue. I'll have another show for you on Thursday as scheduled. And let's go ahead and dig into... This, uh, this main story here about this Tesla Model 3. It had some sort of a sensor issue. And the service person said something. It was just bad luck. But more importantly, he said, I'm not driving this car no more. The vehicle's job is to get from point A to point B. I was picking my kids up. What would have happened if the car stopped with my kids in the middle of the highway? He said, I had a panic attack. I would have too. Because you imagine on an expressway, your car stops. I've seen vehicles stop in a lane before and had to do some serious maneuvering to avoid running into vehicles. He got out of his vehicle, shut the doors. Kid wasn't with him, ran to the side of the road, and there it sat. And luckily, they waited until a tow truck came I, I just can't, I just can't imagine. 
He was not happy and frustrated with Tesla's response. He submitted a complaint to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. And, you know, if the vehicle's having an issue, it should not just, it should give you a, a, a normal, um, no matter what, the vehicle should give you enough time to get over the side of the road. It should give you a minimum, a minimum of 30 to 45 seconds. He said it beep, beep, and shut down. That's all it did. Can you imagine? I, 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 I would have, this could have ended, this guy could have died. Then he had to run across lanes of traffic. <gasps> oh, Tesla, Tesla, Tesla. Stories like this, it makes me 100% lose confidence in your vehicles. I can't imagine. I surely cannot imagine. T-Mobile's tweaked its, tweaked its terms of service for home broadband users. And it added a new clause. It says, if you're a heavy internet user that passes 1.2 terabyte of data in roughly in a monthly billing cycle, you may have your speeds lowered in times of congestion or when there's a lot of pressure on the network. Now, from my usage on Starlink, when I'm home a full month, my average is, is, a, is almost a terabyte. No kids are using my internet. No partner, nothing. I, it's just me. And if I'm using that much, what happens in a home? Now, the change went into effect on January 18th. T-Mobile does note that since its home internet service available only in limited areas and intended to be used in a stationary setting as opposed to a phone, these customers should be less likely to notice congestion in general. Ah, well, I don't know. We will see. But 1.2 terabytes is now the number. Appears there is, and matter of fact, I saw some of this. I was in a chat group and someone uploaded some Taylor Swift imagery that wasn't porn, but it wasn't work safe. And you could tell it was fake. But apparently there's been a dramatic move by X and Microsoft not to try to stop the spread of fake Taylor Swift porn. X is blocking searches for Taylor Swift and other terms but people are still working to get around it, including Microsoft. Last week, Microsoft said it was investigating, but so far the company has not confirmed reports that Designer was used to generate the Swift images. That hasn't stopped Microsoft from taking drastic steps and heavily cracking down on Designer content filters, though. Telegram and 4chan users were disappointed to find this week that Microsoft introduced more safeguards than Designer, similarly blocking any celebrity's face being being generated by the tool now keyword now, keywords that previously worked to generate images of stars like Ariana Grande or Zendaya now show just generic girls with similar looks. Users said, complained that Microsoft Designer got hella patched and it's almost like it won't generate celebs anymore. What about our faces? So there's a lot of issues here um, with, with what's going on. And... Uh, 
So we're going to see more of this. This is this is just just the tip of the iceberg in the creation of fake adult content using celebrity faces. And uh, time will tell where this is all going to lead. Hey, before we get too deep in the content, I do want to thank our insiders. And again, our insiders are individuals that donate to the show because by coming a Geek News Central Insider, geeknewscentral.com, with their, with their treasure. We always are open for time. You to contribute your time, talent, and or treasure. Michael, Pete, we thank you so much for your $5 monthly contribution. Kirk Corliss for his $5. And Mike Mika Pakela for his $2 sustaining. So I want to thank those three individuals for their ongoing insider donations. We definitely appreciate your ongoing support of the podcast. It's greatly appreciated. So, so far, so far, my plea for you guys to consider a 2, 5, 10, 15, 20, or $25 donation has met on deaf ears. So, you know, I don't know what that means. I guess I'm not, am I not delivering value at all? Uh, you know, again, uh, we appreciate the support that's been given, but uh, we'd hope more of you would consider becoming an insider at geeknewcentral.com forward slash insider. Moving on to the new topic. There's a no shortage of health and fitness trackers. The list of suppliers as long as really my arm, right, left, both of my legs, Apple, Google, Samsung, Fitbit, Withings, Polar, Sanudu, Garmin, it just goes on and on. But what if you're not healthy? A company be called Visible is lending its voice to healthcare tech revolution, providing a much-needed spotlight to underserved, all the while offering hope to millions wrestling with persistent chronic illnesses, including long COVID. And I think I suffer periodically from long COVID with, uh, with brain fog. And, uh, so it basically gives you a morning check. He says, as soon as, as any, as in this article says, as someone who suffers from long COVID, I tried it as a solution. The company uses a polar continuous heart monitor band to keep track of heart rate throughout the day and heart rate variability using that as a proxy for how well your body is doing. From that, it gives you a morning check-in rating from one to five. If your rating is awful, the app suggests maybe take it easy that day. If you got yourself a five, you're ready to run a marathon. On the busy show floor, when he was at CES, getting a thumbs up from the app was helpful. And one of the days, it gave me an erm, maybe chill today. I chose to ignore it and approach the app was right. And by 8 p.m., as a husk of a soul. Sometimes you got to push through. We don't get the we don't get the opportunity to be lazy or take a day off from work. So they've had forty five thousand people join the platform through organic growth, and they rolled out a premium subscription that around two thousand people are doing. So if you're suffering from a chronic health issue, go over to makevisible makevisible dot com. Definitely check it out. 
Microsoft 365 users need to be on the guard. A new phishing campaign could cause some serious damage here. So be careful. Spider Labs is claiming hackers are increasingly turning to the greatness phishing kit due to its advanced features, simplicity in use, and relatively low cost. Yeah, people can rent it for $120 a month. And it bypasses multi-factor authentication through a hack. So uh, be careful. Be careful on your Office 365 accounts. Microsoft earnings reports coming out tomorrow. And uh, there's some predictions. For the quarter, Wall Street expects Microsoft to post adjusted earnings at 2.78 on revenue of $61.1 billion. Uh, Microsoft, as of today, at least, before the earnings report, is the uh, wealthiest company in the world, out-muscling Apple. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. It's being reported that Meta will share data with researchers studying online well-being. Meta sharing data? Hmm. Now, ahead of a major congressional hearing about children's online safety, Meta has announced a collaboration with Center for Open Science. As part of this pilot program, Meta said it will share privacy-preserving social media data with select academic researchers who study well-being. Academics pushed for years to get platforms to more data with them for their research. But as the impact of social media on mental health becomes an increasingly urgent concern, at, in Congress, those efforts have accelerated in November, made expanded researchers access to data through a transparency product. Transparency product, product. So, um, so they're letting scientists have access to some of this data. I'm sure. I hope it's. I'm sure it's anonymized. Um, but you know, we all know that uh, social media can be quite detrimental at times. For sure. And more exciting news. What's new on Prime Video and Free V in February 2024? Well, there's, okay, Lifehacker, I've said no thank you to your offer, your pop-up offer, at least three times already. Give up. Uh, Prime, you're going to have uh, some old movies like 12 Angry Men from 57. Uh, a lot of 90s movies. Fiddler on the Roof of Rent Horizon, Chorus Line. About some new stuff. What's new you're going to have in the lineup? Nothing really new. 2011, Young Adult. Oh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith is coming on February 2nd. Strays and Surrounded, The Silent Service. These are all 2024 upgraded. So, anyway, the full list. And of course, there's some stuff coming to freebie as well. Uh, you definitely can check that out via the link in the show notes. Elon Musk has pledged 100-person office in Texas to police content on X. So uh, the company aims to hire 100 full-time content moderators. The group will focus on finding material related to child sexual exploitation, will help enforce the social media platform's other rules. Musk has been criticized for cutting back on X trust and safety operations, of course. And the timing comes a few days before their the ex-CEO is scheduled to appear again before a Senate Judiciary Committee for a hearing on child safety, just like the Meta CEO. There's a new AI-powered iPhone browser. It says it trumps Safari by searching the web for you. 
If you're sick of struggling to find answers to your search queries in Safari, Chrome, or any of the other browsers, a new search called Arc Search, the app is made by the Browser Company of New York, an outfit that has also made the desktop Arc Browser. First among them is the app's Browse for Me feature. When you enter a search query, you can view a standard page results in your search engine of choice, or you can instead tap Browse for Me button that uses AI to gather information from six different sources, then builds a custom web page that displays all the key information you need to answer your query search. So definitely check that out. Arc is available for you. A little bit of a hackathon found that there was over 50 vulnerabilities in total at the Pawn to Own Automotive Hacking event, which took place in Tokyo earlier this month. It, uh, these vulnerabilities were discovered in the vehicle charging systems, in-car entertainment systems, and modern sub-systems for some of the world's biggest automotive suppliers, including Tesla. During the three-day challenge, the competition quickly uncovered vulnerabilities in automotive-grade Linux, ChargePoints, Juicebox, Phoenix Content, and Ubiquiti Connect EV station electric chargers and car entertainment systems from Alpine, Pioneer, and Sony. All these tended to be aftermarket head units rather than manufacturer-fitted devices. And the modern modem in Tesla vehicles was also highlighted, later providing root access. So... Uh, their overall price pot totaled one million, and uh, one team took away four hundred fifty thousand dollars of that. So not surprising. All these IoT devices, including vehicles, have all these vulnerabilities for sure. It's been a long, long time since we talked about the space shuttle Endeavor. Well, its final flight was hoisted by a crane into the future site of a museum. LA Times reports after 10 years of planning, barring weather delays, the Space Shuttle Endeavor will undergo its final historic lift. Starting Monday night, a pair of cranes will hoist the shuttle from a horizontal position to a vertical one. That spacecraft will be attached to a sling, a large metal frame that supported during the move. An 11-story crane will lift the tail of Endeavor, while a 40-story crawler crane about the height of LA City Hall will lift the nose. Once the shuttle is pointed towards the stars, the shorter crane will be disconnected leaving the taller crane to gently swing the orbit to its final position, lowering it to be fixed with a giant orange external tank. Oh, they're even doing two twin solid rocket boosters as well. Wow. Once the shuttle full stack is in place, the rest of the museum will be built around it. So I wonder if they have prior NASA people there doing the, uh, doing the work. What could go wrong? iOS 18 could be, could be the biggest software update in iPhone history. According to Bloomberg's Mark Gurman, it may be one of the biggest, if not the biggest, with Apple employees regarding the upcoming update as a major change for the iPhone. Apple's RIT's iOS 18 will be ambitious and compelling, update with major new features and designs. German's comments have further raised excitement levels for what is expected to be Apple's first major foray into AI. They've been using AI for a long time. You just didn't know it. The likes of Siri Message, Apple Music, and Pager expect to receive significant improvements. Reported in line for a chat GPT style makeover. Apple's confirmed that we'll be adding RCS messaging support. 
to iPhones at some point in 2024. That could probably come in iOS 18. So we will keep an eye out. If you hate taxes, and I want to hear from all of you. Some of you have used H&R Blocks. You know, some of you use H&R Block. You don't have too complicated taxes. It's pretty easy to use. Unfortunately, my stuff has to go to a CPA. That's just no getting around it. But H&R Block's new AI chatbot aims to reduce your tax frustrations. So, in a press preview, H&R Block announced another new tool designed to simplify importing last year's tax return from the competition and offered TechRadar the opportunity to try out the new AI. Um, what do they say about it? H&R Block notes the tech will not file or even fill out your forms. It merely answers questions. But if you're hesitant to even ask AI for tax advice, you have good reason. Tech is notorious for hallucinations. So we'll see. The IRS has released a number of changes throughout this tax year. So will it actually cover the tax changes? So I don't know. I, I'm going to trust my CPA, which I pay a significant amount of money each year to make sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to do and I'm paying what I'm supposed to be paying and I'm deducting what I'm allowed to deduct. Um, and if he gets it wrong, he goes to the audit with me. <laughs> AA companies will need to start reporting their safety tests to the U.S. government. The White House AA Council scheduled to meet Monday review progress made on the e executive order that the president signed three months ago to managing fast-evolving technology. Chief among the 90-day goals for order is a mandate under the Defense Production Act that AI companies share vital information with the Commerce Department, including safety tests. The software companies are committed to a set of categories for safety tests, but companies do not yet have to comply with a common standard on the test. The government's National Institute of Standards will develop a uniform framework for addressing safety. Okay, that'll take five years. The Commerce Department has offered a draft rule on U.S. cloud companies that provide servers to foreign AI developers. Dun, dun, dun. And the government is scared up hiring AI experts. But the problem is the government has the pay scale that they can't afford AI scientists. You, you know, what are you going to do? Hey, put them under, you know, they, 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 make, they make too much money. I, I just don't know how they're going to do it. The people they're going to, higher are going to be on the lower end of the totem pole just because the government doesn't pay very good. Okay, great benefits package, right? Great vacation. Don't get me wrong, but you, you don't work for the government to make a lot of money. It just doesn't, it's not the way it works. You offset that with benefits and so forth. It's a good, it's a good deal. But if you're making 200,000 already, you're going to go to work for the government for 90 or 100 just for a few benefits? No. The Columbia Office of U.S. US government Agency that oversees foreign aid. Columbia? Like, like the country Columbia? The Columbia Office of U.S. government Agency oversees foreign aid and development funding says the Facebook page was hacked and asked the public to ignore any post that was linked to it. 
The United States agency and the U.S. Embassy in Bogota, yeah, I guess so, sent a statement Saturday that staff members identified an unauthorized access resulting in a potential risk. The Facebook page, part of the USAID Columbia program, displayed the, mess, displayed the message, this content isn't available right now. So maybe more two-factor authentication. For you Apple fans, the M3 MacBook Air is in production. Good launch as early as March. Another article from Bloomberg's Mark German, who apparently has great sources on this. So if you are a MacBook Air fan, M3 inbound. According to the folks over Extreme Tech, ads, push notifications are being used to create billions of phone surveillance profiles. Well, did you hear the CIA and other government agencies have been buying a whole bunch of history, a whole bunch of information? We'll get more on that, talk about it in the next show. Ads and push notifications go with smartphones like peanut butter and jelly while ads are ripe, but their privacy-related controversies generally acknowledge that ads are the product of some form of surveillance. And, uh, of course, accompanied by 404 Media, they had an investigation that focused on a platform called Pattern Z. Though few smartphone users know Pattern Z exists, organizations all sides are reported using a tool to create 5 billion individualized surveillance profiles. Pattern Z aims to analyze smartphone users' behavior via over 600,000 applications to help government track the spread of COVID-19, but 404 Media reports that now deleted marketing materials pitch Pattern Z specifically to national security agencies. Even went so far that Pattern Z could be turned humble mobile phones into a de facto tracking bracelet. It works like this. Popular apps like 9Gag, Sudoku, TrueCaller, Serve Banner, video and audio ads, serve video and audio ads to these users. The ads are typically based on information associated with the user's device fingerprints, GPS data, and web browsing history. All this stays aggregated in real time. Bidding platform enables companies to buy marketing space, but it also reports back information. Where you're at. What you're looking at. So, why is the government buying this data? Hmm. These folks that created this George Carlin po uh, podcast, they're screwed. It wasn't part of the estate. The state of George Carlin has filed a federal lawsuit against the comedy podcast Dudesies for an hour-long comedy special sold as AI-generated impressions of the late comedian, but a representative for one of the podcast hosts Behind the special now admits it was actually written by a human. In the lawsuit filed by Carlin's manager, Gerald Hamza, in a California district court, the Carlin state points out that, that the special, George, Carl, George Carlin, I'm Glad I'm Dead, which was set to private on YouTube shortly, and it wasn't a podcast, it was a uh, YouTube channel. After the lawsuit was filed, the president itself is being created by an AI trained on decades worth of Carlin's material. The training would, by definition, involve making unauthorized copies of his original copyrighted routines without permission in order to fabricate the semblance of Carlin's voice, generate a Carlin stand-up comedy routine. But they said it wasn't written by AI. In the wake of this lawsuit, Representative for Dudsey's host, Will Sasso, admitted to much in the New York Times, it's a fictional podcast, characters created by two human beings, YouTube video, I'm Glad I'm Dead, was completely written by Chad Kultgen, 
Regardless of that admission, Carlin's estate lawyer, Jack Schiller, told the Times the lawsuit would move forward. We don't know what they're saying to be true. What we will know is that they will be deposed. They will produce documents, and there will be evidence that shows one way or another how the show was created. Uh-oh. You don't own original content. Don't make content based upon that original content. <laughs> you, you're going to be sued. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. According to Yahoo, AI's path in 2024 will be another year of growth instead of monetization. Oh, yeah, they're going to be spending a lot of money. This should not come as a surprise. They're buying servers, buying cards, buying, you know, going to be going to be just a little expensive. Just a little. Good article on Tech Writer talking about what happens when AI negotiates with AI. Hmm. Imagine a tool that could completely automate the negotiation contract. No lengthy reviews, no manual redlining, and no tedious back and forth. Now, it sounds like something that could benefit 80% of the in-house lawyers or find that manual work to attract some time spent working. Well, it actually reduces lawyer bills, so it's not good for lawyers. But I don't think I'm going to let an AI negotiate on my behalf. Dun, 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 dun. Windows 11 bids farewell to WordPad as Microsoft acts as a long-time favorite, just like text edit. So WordPad and people apps won't be included by default in a clean installed Windows 11, and you'll no longer be able to install WordPad at a later date. Users are not happy. Microsoft recommends Microsoft Word. Of course, got to pay for that. Lots of other options out there. Is this a final bid for WordPad or not? Hmm, don't know. Hey, watch Prime videos starting today. You've got to pay extra to stream Prime videos without ads. You have to pay them extra $2.99. Not doing it. I'm not paying them another penny. I'm not watching that much Prime stuff, so they can pack sand. Not doing it. Canadian man sentenced to prison for ransomware attacks. The man, Matthew Filbert, 33, of Ottawa, Ontario, was arrested by the Ontario Provincial Police in 21, following a 23-month investigation being charged with fraud, computer intrusion, and intent to form computer intrusion. So he's been in jail since November of 21. Did he bail out? He must have. So he has 23 months in the slammer. Does he actually have to go to jail? Oh, wait, 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 wait a minute. How long did he get? He got two years in prison. He has an estimate of caused losses at just over 49,000. Most of his victims, however, did not lose money. He was providing stolen credentials to other people. Windows PCs are now being hit by dangerous malware. Here's the steps you need to stay safe. It's been a while since we heard about malware hiding in PyPy packages, but researchers now reported finding almost a dozen lurking on the open source Python package index. A lot of the stuff is in crypto stuff, so be aware. 
So don't be installing Python packages. Be very, very careful what you're grabbing out there, devs. The U.S. Department of Justice and Securities Exchange Commission are both launching investigations into the cruise accident that hit a woman and dragged her for six meters under the wheels of its driverless car. Um, Cruise last week published a report written by a law firm hired to assess how the company dealt with the instant officials criticizing leaders failing to immediately show the full video of the crash. So now they are... uh, they're going to get uh, investigated into crews. So their woes do not stop. GPS interference. This is a thing that happens in uh, combat zones a lot. I won't go into details. Um, but GPS interference is now a major flight safety concern for the airline industry. And good luck. Good luck uh, on the GPS, preventing GPS jamming. The European Union and the International Air Transport Transport Association held a recent workshop on instances where people spoofed and jammed satellite navigation systems and conclude those pose a significant challenge to safety. You have to have a regular inertial navigation system still. You just cannot. You just cannot count on GPS. You have to have a regular INS. So you have to retain traditional navigation aims. So the spoofing, again, I can't go into it. I just know too much about this. But retain your traditional inertial navigation systems. Yes, gyros. Amazon has terminated its 1.4 billion iRobot acquisition after EU veto threat. Meanwhile, iRobot has laid off, as of this day, 350 employees, which represents 31% of iRobot's workforce. While the companies didn't mention pressure from the EU, but that probably is what did it. Amazon iRobot decided to shut things down completely rather than work with any proposed changes to make the deal go through. Amazon's statement of matter blasts regulators for the innovation that would come with Amazon scooping up yet another company. This outcome will deny customers faster innovation and more competitive prices, which we're confident would have made their lives easier and more enjoyable. Blah, 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 blah. So iRobot is on their own once again. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been my pleasure to bring you show today. I think there was a comment that came in via email. Let me see if I can find. See if it did. Let me look. Oh, yes. I got this from Leslie. She says to me, this is talking about Facebook porn. She says, it's not just shorts and reels on Facebook that have straight up porn. I've been getting in my feed as advertisements, which I find even more astounding considering that presumably they had to go through some level of scrutiny before being approved and distributed. Leslie. I saw another one of them and I stopped and, and I basically looked, mine was an ad too. It was for some sort of, some sort of drops or something that was supposedly be for rectal dysfunction. 
I'm like, yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna go buy that product based upon your pornographic ad. It's the last one I saw was an ad as well. So I just it was in a it was in shorts. It was a shorts ad. So I don't know. They're getting through, and it, it's continuous. You know, it's like every couple of days one pops up if I'm looking at Facebook shorts. So who knows? Who knows? All right, geeknews at gmail.com. Geeknews at gmail.com is the email address. I want you all to consider becoming an insider. Geeknewscentral.com forward slash insider. We do thank those of you that picked up a GoDaddy product or service. That is greatly appreciated as well. But we hope that you consider two, five, ten, fifteen, twenty, or twenty-five dollar a month contribution to the show or write me a one-time payment. If you don't have treasure to be able to donate for the value for value that I've been providing then please download a modern podcast app. Consider streaming Satoshis to the show, providing feedback that way is great as well. I definitely appreciate it when you do. Um, that is, that's what we want. I want to thank Alex for his hundred sats uh, from the last show. We definitely appreciate that as well. Most of the other sats are coming in for the new media show. But again, Alex, thank you so much. Some of you have been streaming the show live. Uh, Darren Schwartz uh, for streaming the show live tonight. We appreciate that as well. Um, but anyway, thank you all for being here. I'll be back with you on Thursday for another edition of the Geekness Central Podcast. It's been my pleasure to bring you a show. Stay safe and uh, go on remote. We'll see you next time here on the Geekness Central Podcast. Everyone take care. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.